Miles, it's happened. We knew the day was coming. The head-to-head poker tournament has ended. Lionel Pomerantz defeated me uh, pretty handily. Took a lot of hands, but he got it done, and that's it. The poker tournament's over. What a run it has been. I have enjoyed every minute. This is a bittersweet, sad ending. Uh, I guess not bittersweet, just kind of bitter. Um, boy, it's hard to think. It's hard to think that the whole thing is is done. Uh, Shane, it's not done. There are still at least five matches left. You just lost. Hey, man, that's why you and I are friends. I appreciate it. I know you're trying to make me feel better, but the tournament is over. Uh, it's come to an end, and like I said, you're a good guy, but times like these, I think it's important in poker and in life that we face facts. The tournament's over. You know what? You're being self-centered. I'm taking control. It's poker time! Folks, welcome back. It is the fourth episode of the poker show with Miles and Shane, who is just a shell of his former self. Yeah, well, I'm happy to hear there's more to come. I, uh, I guess I was a little self-centered there, but I, I was decimated by Lionel, and uh, it hurt. I got to tell you, Miles, it hurt. I know how it must have felt for you to lose to me now. Yes, yes, you absolutely must know how that felt to lose to you uh, because you've been losing to yourself for 38 years now, Shane. Hey, I'm only 37, buddy. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, ah. Yes, Miles, uh, I want to bring something up before we get into tournament talk. And uh, I think it's important that we talk about this because every game we play almost now, uh, because of these Pennsylvania rogues, Chris and Brian, is held on poker. And I think the app is rigged. I'm going to come out and say it. Every single time a river comes out that would hurt me, it comes out. Uh, every single time I make a good bet and somebody calls me all in and they're losing, they end up winning on the turn or the river. It's bullshit, man. I, I can't catch a break with this stuff. Do you think, Shane, that it is that it is rigged against you? Or do you think that maybe, just maybe, you're not as talented as you think yourself to be? Well, that's crazy. Um, I see no oh, reason. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're that's, right. That's, I wouldn't even begin to consider anything like that. No, uh, I do think, though, um, <laughs> having watched it neutrally, I know there's a bias here. I know there's a bias to noticing, especially when you're playing. I know there's a bias to noticing when things go weird. However, it seems like there's a lot of shit that happens on the river uh, and the turn, and not just against me. It seems like it's consistently happening. I'm putting it out there. I know it's been sort of a, an undercurrent of discussion. I'm making it overt. I'm saying 
I want an investigation. I don't know what kind of governing body does this, but I want it out there, and I need to know if this app is rigged. Absolutely. I, you know, I think uh, it goes back to what uh, I think Jim Lynch said when we first started playing on this Pennsylvania app. Uh, he said that, you know, all the extra R's are for runner-runner. And you know what, Shane? At Oof. this point, I get it. Yeah, well, I'm impressed Jim came up with that because the other night we were playing a poker game and he fell asleep and we had to fold his blinds out. And he had like 5,000 ships. He wasn't close to losing. So that was uh, that was a poker game that took like three hours and uh, pretty much all Jim's fault for falling asleep on the job there. I, I can see how that would happen. I, uh, I too, am want to fall asleep sometimes uh, when, when I necessarily shouldn't. Um, but uh, I've never, I've never almost won money in a tournament that way. And I think it was uh, somebody, somebody lost to Jim who was asleep. Was it Joanna May Hodges Faye? Yeah, I don't think Joanna was hip to the fact that Jim clearly wasn't there for like an hour and a half. And she, yeah, sometimes she would fold to him. She was to Jim's. Let's see, right. So there were times when she was small and Jim was big blind and she would fold to him when everybody else was folded. Uh, and then there was one really memorable hand where she called him <laughs> and, then, and then kept checking to him and his time would run out and he was checking and it went five cards that way. Now, Joanna did win that hand, so it wasn't as hilarious as it could have been, but literally any raise and Jim would have auto folded. Uh, but yeah, she kept calling to him and that was that was the most delightful part of an otherwise uh, brutal match. Um, however, Joanna May Hodges Faye has turned herself into quite the poker player, Miles. Absolutely. Uh, from what I understand, what I saw last night, uh, Joanna assumed her very customary position of being on top and won last night's tournament. Oh boy. <laughs> Again, a lot of this content exclusively brought to you by Miles Cottom. Um, yeah. Oh, and also, yeah. I got lipstick stamps on my passport. I think I need a new one. Yeah, that's the that's the theme music Miles had me do. I don't feel great about it, but again, his idea, and that's some Miles uh, exclusive content. By God, that's Joanna's music. I got lipstick stamps on my passport. I think I need a new one. Good stuff. All right, so uh, Shane, we've done enough ragging on on Joanna and some of the others. Do you want to get right into uh, what we've got left in the tournament? Yeah, yeah. Let's get onto the spreadsheet and talk uh, talk some poke toker, poking, poking, pokey time, as they Absolutely. say. Absolutely. So we've got uh, we've got we're in a kind of a weird spot. We've got five matches left. Uh, one of the semifinals is already set up, and we've got one quarterfinal match left to play. Uh, we'll start there. And that is a quarterfinal match that is a rematch of a classic second-round matchup between Charles Starr and Jacob Weinling. Yeah, and that was kind of the stunner of the tournament when Charles beat him. And here they are. You know, this bracket was designed to hopefully avoid rematches, but they both ended up on the other side via some, you know, the machinations of the, of the complicated bracket. And so Jake has his chance at revenge, uh, and the winner of that will meet Kyle Wasco in the semi. But... Yeah, boy, uh, tough stuff for Charles. I think he had a quote in the Slack miles that was like, what was the point of beating him the first time if this is this is what I face? Absolutely. Uh, and Shane, you've done an interview with Charles. You've sat down with him to talk about how he's progressing in this tournament and his win over Jacob. What do you think his mindset is going into this rematch? Well, you know, Charles is, you know, steady Eddie, okay? This is a guy... As you saw from the interview, a guy without much personality, um, poker is his life. He doesn't analyze things beyond the numbers. 
and so I think he's just going to be, you know, uh, you know, keep things simple, play play good poker, take it hand by hand, uh, and leave the rest up to God. And and where do you think Jacob's coming from here? He was the heavy favorite coming into the tournament. Uh, he slipped up pretty early on, and he's made his way through the elimination bracket, winning uh, not one but two elimination games so far. Yeah, Jake. I mean, Jake is just a dragon breathing fresh fire. Okay, he's got new life. Almost ideal. What happened to him? He won his first match, lost his second. We kind of said, "Oh, this is the story of the tournament." Jake's in the losers bracket. Well, guess what? Jake runs through. Uh, he runs through Brian Lauer. I don't know who else. That might be it. But oh yeah, then he comes back and he beats Joanna. Um, yeah, the guy is just on a rampage right now, living up to what we expected of him. And I really think it's going to be tough for uh, for Charles to beat him because you know here you go, you beat a guy, you feel like you're on top of the world, and uh, you know you blink your eyes once and he's right back there at you, ready to throw down again. Certainly. And Shane, I've done a little bit of, of uh, some deeper research on this one, and I, I think uh, Jacob's going to take this one. Okay. Uh, the first couple matches Jacob played, there was a threat out there that his local pot shop was going to close down. And mm, uh, mm. as of a couple days ago, there was an order from the mayor of Denver that those pot shops had to close down, but it was quickly rescinded, and so they're back open. And that weight is off of Jacob's shoulders, and I think he's ready to attack this matchup with Charles uh, with a full, smoky, THC-induced vengeance. Do you think he's more of an indica guy or a sativa guy? Yes, Definitely. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so that one, that, that's going to be really exciting. That's the first one we'll see. Uh, and then, uh, Miles, we go to the semis, and one of them is set in stone, and that's Josh Delaney, who took me down in the first round, taking on Derek Buey, who avenged me by defeating Lionel. Now, we've ragged on Derek pretty hard over the course of this because of his patently incorrect take on replay. However... Uh, I do want to say, like, as much as I don't like replay and as much as we all hate Canada, Derek did, uh, you know, he, he got revenge for me. And I like to think that was a primary motivation for him. So I don't know. I think maybe, you know, I should um, do the, the very Canadian thing of waving the peace flag. Well, you know, Derek's done a very good job of getting himself back into this semifinal. He's got an uphill battle from here because he's facing Josh Delaney, who has not lost yet in this tournament. That's right. So Derek's going to have to beat Josh twice uh, before Josh beats him one time in order to move on. And can Do I you just, think that's that's stacking the deck against Derek? Well, here's the thing. I did that on purpose uh, because the Little League World Series, which is you know has its own very famous double elimination bracket, they get to the semis and they throw out the records. And so very often you will have a one-loss team against an undefeated team, and all of a sudden it's not double elimination anymore. I don't like that. I think, you know what, if you've if it's double elimination, you should have to lose twice. So yeah, Derek has to beat Josh twice. I think that's a good little home field advantage for Josh, having won his way through the tournament uh, flawlessly so far. So yeah, it's stacking the deck, pun intended, but I think, uh, I think there's justice there. Uh, understandable. And Shane, just to clarify for some of our listeners and for those participants still in the tournament, uh, if Josh makes it to the championship, or let's say uh, let's say we have Josh, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but let's say we have Josh and Kyle Wasco uh, in the championship battle. If they both win their next games, then neither one of them would have lost so far. Is that a does that then become a de facto best of three series, or does does somebody have to win 
defeat the other one twice there? See, that's where I compromise all my ideals because you could also have that or you could have well, Josh. Well, Shane, you Shane could, you're a Duke fan, so your ideals have been compromised from day one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I gave up any any principles uh, the minute I, I matriculated there. But you could also have Josh undefeated against a one-loss person in the championship um, very easily. Uh, for example, let's say Jake goes and beats Charles Starr and then takes two against Kyle. He could be a one-loss person in the title match against Josh Delaney. However, again, this is where I, I, I change my opinion and I say, okay, both of these guys have fought their way to the title. Let's let them play it out. One Winner take all, head-to-head, let's do it. Uh, same in the third place match. At that point, okay, so at the, that point the you got to win. The final two matches then are, are winner take all. It's Single, very similar then to the Champions League. Yeah, 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 exactly right. There's no more home and home. Uh, it's just you got to win the game in Turkey uh, where they always play the Champions League final, I think. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Win it, win it, or go home. Now, did the championship match, match? I'm sorry. Does that have a uh, separate setup? Is that are we giving them more chips, longer blinds, or are we playing the same thing all the way through and may the best man or woman win? Yeah. Well, I think, no, never I mind. Th- Joanne's already lost. Joanne's lost, so it's going to be the best man. Yeah, I think just do that and let it roll. You know, I think you know World Series. We don't do uh, 15 inning games. You know, tennis. We don't do seven sets in the final. I think let's just let it go. Let's do it. Let's get the same format and. You know, it's a head-to-head tournament, eight thousand or five thousand ships, eight-minute blinds. Let's roll. Absolutely, and uh, folks, you're welcome. We you we very clearly made these rules up beforehand, uh, yeah. but we're just we're <laughs> telling you them now so that you have an idea. There's also a weird, a crazy thing that happens, which is that if um, if Josh advances to the final, but Kyle doesn't, and so you have one undefeated and one not. What happens is that they flip a coin, and the loser of that coin flip plays the loser of game 23 for a chance at the championship. And let me go to the bracket here. Oh, oh, that's Shane Ryan. That's weird. Uh, the loser of game 23 is Shane Ryan. So I still have a path to the title here. Wow. Okay. So uh, now, now you played some pretty sad music to begin with, Shane. Are you still sad, even though you know now that you've got a chance to win this whole thing? No, I'm not sad at all. And in fact, I'll play my happy music to signify exactly how thrilled I am at this new turn. Ultimo. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's the happy music. Wonderful. Now, who sings that song, Shane? That is a group called. Oh boy, I don't. I don't look forward to throwing you this softball. Called Siguros. Oh, man, I love Mark McGrath. <laughs> yeah, everyone listening, before I sent this video to Miles, and he said, oh, Sugar Ray, and I'm never going to be able to see the name Sigur Ross without looking at seeing Sugar Ray again in my life, and that, that is a fucking tragedy, really. Now, see, you explained the joke, Shane. I had a great joke, and then you went and explained it and put it in right directly into the toilet. No, it's not in the toilet, because I want you to know that you've ruined a very good band for me, because I'm going to see fucking Sugar Ray every time I see their name. That's not explaining the joke. That's explaining my misery for the future. <laughs> I also want to explain that joke in a way, because we don't have a toilet flushing sound effect and so I think I just learned that Miles is recording all these podcasts in his bathroom. Well, Shane, we've got to support some of our sponsors, uh, and you you know many of our sponsors, but I think right now it's time to read uh, or, or listen to an ad from one of our newest sponsors. Well, it finally happened, Miles. Somebody burned down my she shed. Nobody burned down your she shed, Shane. Well, my she shed's on fire. 
Your she shed was struck by lightning. Zachary, is my she shed covered by State Farm? Your she shed's covered, Shane. You hear that, Miles? I'm getting a new she shear she shed. She shear? Mm-hmm. That's wonderful news. Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm. Uh, we've got to thank State Farm for supporting our podcast. Yeah, now, just to clear things up, Miles, did they pay us or or contact us in any way to read that spot? Uh, yes, they, they sent over $212,000 oh. uh, because they wanted to be the first sponsor of this. So I've got it in my Venmo. Okay. Um, just You can just send me a request for half of it. All right, I will do that uh, immediately. Um, cool. You know what? I, I want to ask you one question here, Miles, before we wrap things up. Oh, actually, we have... Um, we have some Slack questions as well. But before we get to those, look, we've talked a lot about Kyle and Derek because they're Canadian. We've talked about Charles and Jake a lot, the rematch. I feel like Josh Delaney's not getting enough attention here. Now, Josh is not only undefeated in the semifinals, Josh has been in the finals of Apocalypse Sports Trivia for three seasons in a row, is currently leading the fourth season, and lost in the championship uh, all three times that he's had a chance to win trivia. Uh, and now he has a chance to be in the championship in head-to-head poker and lose that too. What do you make of Josh Delaney? Let's kind of hone in on this this guy. Absolutely. You know, he's Josh, as far as I know, is a is a Baylor fan. And there could be no more apt fandom or team for Josh to root for there. Because throughout the regular season, and you know, for a long time, Josh and Baylor both look like an absolute powerhouse, look like a team you don't want to play. Um, and then all of a sudden, you get them into a tight spot. You get them into a big game, and they absolutely wilt. <laughs> and, I like that. and you know firsthand because you were the person last season who beat him for the title. Right. And now, of course, I'm sitting at 0-3 uh, and looking like the first ever defending trivia champion to be super relegated down to the third league. Now, here's the question for you. Would you take the shame of that? plus like a couple middling seasons and a championship like you've had, or would you trade it for Josh's resume, which is you're always near the top, but you just can't quite win the big one? Oh, gosh, Shane, I'm taking the championship every day. You can put me down in the eighth division, but I'll always have that trophy you sent me sitting right here on my mantle. <laughs> I feel like we've gently teased everybody, <laughs> but we actually just cut to Josh's core here. <laughs> this is yeah, by far, well, this is listen, by far Shane, the most I've personal. I've got a little bit of bad blood with Josh right now because Josh's old uh, former Baylor head coach has absolutely decimated my favorite pro football team. Mm, uh, mm. And so I'm, I'm a little bit bitter right now. But I do have to say, it's an impressive run by Josh. He's the only player to go undefeated thus far. Um, I mean, you could technically say that Kyle Wasco has done that, but I don't really want to believe that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So realistically, Josh is the only player to go undefeated thus far, which is interesting because if you're looking at the tournament tracker for all of our uh, Slack Poker regular tournaments, Josh is the Josh hasn't won one yet. He's finished second, and he's got a slew of third places. Uh, but really, y- you'd have to say this is a, an underdog moment. Is Josh Hoosiers? Yeah, I think so. He's, uh, yeah, he is definitely Gene Hackman uh, and his drunk assistant coach and all the kids mixed into one uh, from Hickory High. Also, he was the 13 seed. Uh, you know, so he started with a huge upset over me, a powerhouse four seed, and uh, and just gone from there. So, yeah, I, I would definitely call him, if not Hoosiers, at least like VCU making the final four that one year. 
Absolutely. Except we won't, you know, given his trivia record, we've got to say he is Shaka Smart, Shane. <laughs> hold on. Oh, shoot. I need to pass. I need to. I need to. Hold on. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> hold on one more. Nice. Oh, very good. All right. So that actually leads me, Shane, into one of our mailbag questions. Okay, sweet. Uh, this one comes from someone. I'm not sure who. It looks like Kyle, but who cares? Uh, if you had to reseed the field, how would you do it? And I think that's an apt question here because when you made – Josh, a 13 seed, uh, I think clearly, you know, either he's upset the odds to advance this far or you just got it wrong. So mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. had to reseed the field, how would you do it? Well, I'd go Josh, number one, Kyle, number two, Derek, three, Jake, four, Charles, five, Lionel, six, Joanna, seven, Chris O'Neill, eight. So I would just go... <laughs> Very clever stuff here. I would just go with the results and see them that way. Uh, like my dad used to do with national elections. This is a true story. My dad would wait all day to hear on the radio who is going to win and then go vote for the winner. So those are sort of the values I've inherited and how I would handle uh, reseeding the tournament if I had it to do over again. Shane, was your dad LeVar Ball? Yes, he was. He was. No, I, I do think we made some mistakes there. I mean, the, the early data for our poker tournaments, you know, what we use to seed this field um, has certainly changed since we've started this. Uh, you know, for example, Derek Buey has uh, played in a lot more tournaments than he had at the very beginning. Uh, he's won two uh, just a few days ago. Uh, so I think you're, you're really seeing the power uh, that mm -hmm. Derek has, mm -hmm. as well as Kyle Wasco. I, you know, Kyle hasn't won one in a while, but he's always in there and he's done a very good job in this tournament. What are the chances, Shane, that we see an all Canada final? Yeah, I think they're. I think it's tough. You know, it, it's a. It's not going to be easy for either player uh, in the semis to win two games. Um, however, if there is one who would do it, you think it might be Jake. So, you know, Kyle's not going to have an easy road, and Derek's got to beat Josh twice. And we know how good Josh is at getting to championships. So, I'm going to say probably not on all Canada. But the fact that, look, I mean, there were only two of them in here, right? I mean, just two that entered. And they're still alive. I mean, that's that's they're both in the semis. I mean, that speaks well for um, our brothers to the north. Absolutely, I think the state of Canadian poker right now couldn't be better. Uh, Shane, gun to your head right now. You have to pick a winner of this tournament. Who do you have? Gun to my head. I'm going to go Josh Delaney. I think he's going to exercise the ghosts of trivia. He's going to do this. Then he's going to win Apocalypse Sports Trivia. I think I think coronavirus is the best thing that ever happened to Josh because it's renewed his focus, and he's going to be ready to just come out guns blazing. All right, there we go. You? There, you've heard you, it, you've you heard it pick here one first. Too. Shane's taking Josh Delaney. Who's your guy? Boy, um, you know, it's tough to, to look at Jacob sitting there still alive and not think he's got a, a pretty good chance here, but the fact that he's got to win three consecutive games – just to get to the final right now, I think the smart money is on Kyle Wasco. I like it. I like it. Now, speaking of Kyle, Miles, he has a good question. Uh, what is the dirtiest poker term? Ooh, what is the dirtiest mm -hmm. poker term? Well, uh, you know, I think uh, you, you've got to assume right off the bat that all in uh, was originally intended to be a question, right? <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say my. I mean, all right, first of all, Miles made me edit 
uh, everything that you just heard was silence. So, uh, but it's back on me. What is the dirtiest poker term? Um, I'm going to say it's dick in a mud hole, which is when you have tens. Is <laughs> when you have a ten and a six, uh, famously six of spades and a ten of diamonds. Uh, that's the dick in the mud hole hand, and uh, you know that to me that's pretty dirty. I can I can see that saying yeah. All right, so are we uh, are we out of questions or do we have one more? Let's see. Where are we? Um, oh, Lawton Miles says, "Who is the next big thing to look out for in the next tournament?" Ooh, and that's interesting, Shane, because we're we're sort of planning. We have some things on the horizon. Uh, I think we will. I'm teasing them now, but we'll go over them in our next podcast. Uh, the pre the preview of the finals and where we go from here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on the setup, head to head tournaments obviously are a little bit uh, crazy. You know, you can say they're just coin flips or something like that. But I think just looking at who's done well in the head to head tournament and who has done well. Uh, playing poker in general, uh, you've got to look at uh, one of the upstarts, uh, Alex Yejians, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or Yay Giants. Uh, that, that's correct. Like it, it's, that. it's Yay Giants. It is. Yep. And uh, I, you know, I think Derek Bui and uh, Josh Delaney are coming on strong. I mean, you know, obviously these guys are playing in the semifinals, so it's not exactly a, an upset pick to say, hey, these guys are the next big thing. Um, but, uh, you know, they've got the results as of late. You almost always see them sitting there at the final table, you know, three or four folks left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are some folks to watch for, uh, in addition to the, you know, your, your typical, uh, favorites, your Jacob Weinlings and whatnot. I'm going to throw Joanna out there too, because not only is she coming on strong lately, but she, um, has an interesting tactic of using up the entire clock when she plays and it's like, so I compared it to the Virginia basketball of our poker tournaments. Uh, it is, you know, maddening. She gets in your head quickly. You kind of never know what she has for cards. So, you know, head to head now that she's kind of getting her system down and improving and getting, you know, smarter all the time. This is somebody I think we have to look out for. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things to say, uh, you know, we've said plenty about Joanna at this point, but uh, I think she is honing in on sort of the sweet spot there. Uh, in just how much wine she has to have before she's uh, at her peak. I think she's determined we're right there at that four glasses from that Boda box, um, roughly the equivalent of a bottle of wine. Uh, and that's right where she's going to be most comfortable and probably where she's most dangerous. Absolutely. Okay, Miles, uh, I think uh, I think we've done it, my friend. I think we've set up the semis. I think we're ready to send this thing into the next echelon. How do you feel? Absolutely. I've got one more word from our sponsors. Great. Uh, this one is from Boda Box. And in the words of last night's champion, Joanna May, to Boda Box, one, two, three, get inside me. All right. And with that, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Miles. Goodbye, Shane. We'll see you soon. Shane, play the music. I'm trying. What well, it is. All nice nope, and decent. Not, the not that one. This is Mr. Cat and Sugar Ray nope. Riding True. This is it. Sing it, Miles. Spread the love and fly. Spread your love and fly. Fly. Spread your love and fly. Fly. All the round the world said she's crumbled for me. Who knows how long I've loved you? Everywhere I go, yeah, but so good to see. 25 years old, my mother, God bless her soul. Lord mercy. Ah.